the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Total Wine and More. I want something fun in the sun. You'll love this sparkling wine. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Good morning. This is morning, so I certainly have to say that right now. Let me turn that music off. Hi, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. And it is a beautiful day. And what do we normally do on a beautiful day like this Wednesday? Well, I'm working a double today and I'm trying to talk to I'm trying to talk to an AT&T representative because currently I'm texting back and forth. They are charging me, not charging me. They sent me a text yesterday that they will be activating a phone they sent me two weeks ago that is 5G capable when I already have a 5G capable phone. And for some reason, they want to activate the new phone. And the new phone is one of their shitty free ones that they send you if you don't want to pay anything for it. I guess because I didn't respond, I told him, originally I told him I got a 5G phone. I said, don't worry about sending me anything. I'm all set. And then they just went ahead and sent me a phone. And then I called him up two weeks ago when I got the phone and said, you want me to send it back? This is a pain in the ass, right? And he said, no, don't worry about it. And then last night I got a text that said, "Um, are you... Okay, I'll talk to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause this for a second because they asked me some questions. Okay, yes, I'm texting. This is the best way of getting a hold of someone, it seems, nowadays, doing the um, chat. They don't want to talk to someone on the phone. Um, so I have to explain. Each time I have to explain what happened is like six months ago, I got a message from AT&T, and the message said uh, only 5G networks are going to be supported or capable phones will be supported and I had a 3G or 4G phone so I went online and I purchased a 5G uh, phone and it was a middle of the road phone so I activated it's working and then I got another one so I called them back another text that said you better you know it's coming quickly approaching your phone's not going to be supported and I talked to him and I said listen I got a new phone I called him up spoke to him a new phone and then two weeks ago, I get a new phone in the mail, and it's one of their free shitty phones, I guess. And I'm not going to change it to that one because I have a better phone with better cameras, better capabilities. So I call them up, and I spoke to them, and I say, listen, I have a phone. It's activated. It's 5G. What do I do with the new phone? I can send it back, whatever. And they said, don't worry about it. It's fine. 
Okay, now, not to worry, I will go ahead and ask. Now, I explained the whole thing to this guy because last night I got it. I noticed that said, um, I, I got a text that said, hey, in two days, your phone's going to be deactivated. We're going to activate the new phone. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Again? Yes, again. So I'm texting this. I will go ahead and escalate this for you and update a detail note on the account to take care of this for you. Okay. Please do. This is my third contact concerning this topic. Believed, I believed it was resolved. Okay, let me, I don't know what to do. Well, I know, I'm doing a podcast right now. And I'm talking to the AT&T representative. That's kind of half-assed. I am so sorry. But, you know, this is part of the things of being in Keys. I can actually go to the AT&T store. But then I have to leave my house, get on it, and then they'd have to call someone and try to resolve it and stuff like that. And they don't, you know, going to an AT&T store to talk to someone is kind of like putting another middleman in there. Because they're going to contact someone. They're not going to resolve it themselves. So I found out this text. Okay, let's see what we got. I understand how important this is for you. Not to worry. I will also arrange a, confirm, a confirmation call for you to continue the current device. Please be rest assured. Okay, I don't know if this person is actually from the United States. This will be taken care of for you. Can you please help me with the best number? Which, okay, the best number. I'm not, well, it's a number you guys get that you can give me a call, but I'm not. Okay. So, oh, God. I can't believe they have to call me. I can't believe I'm spending time on this. This is their issue, not mine. It became my issue because they decided. I, I know they're trying to be diligent, but if you don't put the notes in and you don't follow up in the notes when you have a customer's account, what the fuck? Why do I still have to keep on calling this? This is a non-issue. Let it be. Just put, this person has a 5G phone. Don't fucking bother him. Right? Okay, that's just the way it is. Um, on another note, that's the thing about living in the Keys, Right? I guess any place in the United States, this isn't unique in the United States or I guess around the world. On one of my group chats I have on, well, group chats, it's a, oh, wait, thank you for having updated it for you. Please be rest assured this will be taken care of you for you today. Okay, well, that's good. Thank you. I'm just going to say thank you and then move on. We are done, right? Correct.
Okay. So hopefully I don't have to spend any more time on this issue and I can just do my uh, podcast. You know? I didn't even capitalize. I know it sounds rude. Thank you. So we are done. Yes. Just to recap, I'm glad I was able to help you today. Is there anything? Nope. Nope. Thank you. No. Thank you. Oh. No, thank you. Okay. So we will move on now. So on one of the pages on it's I think it was Florida Keys or something like that. And there's always this dream you have some people in the Florida Keys and I this has, has shown up in before other episodes. In the future for troubles and most issues can be found at support.com. That's where I was, but that cannot that wasn't one of them. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you for choosing. Okay. We appreciate your business. Good. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to get on the phone with them and try to get my bill discounted. I'm going to... Hold on a second. Here we go. Grabbing my coffee. Can't do the show without coffee. I know there's going to be a lot of dead air here, but you know what? This is what I... Like everyone else has to deal with this, I understand. So, on this group... Uh, it wasn't a group text. What am I saying? It's it's a Facebook posting. People always say, why isn't there a Walmart in the Keys? Well, just like any little place in the United States, in the middle of maybe Montana or, or Wyoming, big retailers, uh, I, I answer this, I never really understand why people just think that retailers just go, oh, there's no, there's no uh, Walmart within 100 miles, we better put one here. Well, there's probably no McDonald's either. There's a reason for that because people are in business to make money. That's always an issue for people. Why don't you just drop the price? Just drop the price. People have an imperfect understanding of what profit is. Right? You got to take cost, your total cost, and what you net for something and then you get your gross, or your gross. you get your gross, what you charge gross, and you subtract it from your cost, or you subtract the cost from your gross, and then you have your net in the end. That's it. Simple, simple math. So, the job for companies is to make money, and not a little money either. It's not a public service. It's not like it's a wash. Oh, they're always going to make money. No, they're not. It costs a certain amount to keep a, a, a big retail store electrified, staffed, built, supplied. You got you got to be able to move you know your goods. You can't just have your shelves filled with shit all the time and not have it move out. It's not like a North Korean in Pyongyang one of these fake stores in uh, the capital of North Korea where they just put it there for show. Oh, let me pause this. This is the wifey be right back. Maybe we'll talk about the uh, what I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry, but, but maybe we'll talk about the content of that phone call. I can talk about it. I'll think about it for a while. So we're talking about businesses being in business for business sake. And it, it, it vexes me to no end that you know, I understand some businesses charge too much. Hence, 
talking with AT&T. They charge whatever they want. They raise the bill. They say it's, you know, whatever. They make huge profits, right? There's huge profits. But when it comes to restaurants and retail, there are not huge profits in retail. Think of Amazon for the first, God, 20 years, maybe 15 years, they didn't turn a profit. They just were ramping up, ramping up, and just do volume, volume, increasing volume, increasing volume, increasing volume, increasing volume, and then once they got their whole block, uh, you know, their supply chain, everything worked out and stuff, they started making profit, making mad profit. Okay. So I'm going to bring Amazon back into it, and along with the other online retailers as a, another reason why there's no big uh, box retailers or big retailers. So this person said, why isn't there Walmart in the keys, in the lower keys, the upper keys, uh, the middle keys? Because, you know, there used to be a Kmart. There's no more Kmarts anymore, right? There may be one left. I don't know. Just like the last blockbuster there was. So, I maybe there isn't. Who knows? Who knows with that? But, so, Kmart was another. There's no Walmarts in the keys. And there's not going to be one. Okay, so first one was, there's, I said, the reason why there wasn't is it's not enough population. Now, the whole Keys population could be around 72,000 year-round. Could be more. The population may be up to 80,000. But you got to remember, that's spread over like 120 miles. We got a couple thousand up in Ocean Reef. We got a mountain... Nine, ten thousand here in Key Largo. Got another two thousand in, in Tavernier, and then three or four thousand in Amarada. And then you got to go down to Marathon. And so in the Upper Keys, let's say Amarada, Key Largo, there could be sixteen thousand people, seventeen thousand people. Okay. Then you have Marathon. Another 20. And then the rest of the people are in Key West or Big Pine Key and things like that. That's over 126 miles. And you have people that, when a Kmart is, or a, a big box store, let's say Walmart, is 5, 10 miles away, yeah, people travel. And people, there is a Walmart right now in Florida City, right at the, within a mile of the entrance to the Keys of overseas highway when you go into, when you go off the mainland. And it seems like whenever anybody's driving on the mainland, that's, if they need something like that, that's where they go. Well, if you think about it, you got, if they don't open a Walmart in Key West, where there's within a couple miles, within a couple miles, almost close to 50% of the population, they're not going to open it any place else. They're not going to go up 10, 20 miles in the Keys here, right up here. And I'd hesitate to say, when I say those numbers, some of those people declare the Keys as their Florida, as their primary residence because there's no income tax here. So there may be, year-round, there may be 60,000 people because they spend their time someplace else, but they don't declare themselves residents of any place else other than the Keys. So there won't be a Target, Walmart, or former 
Kmart or TJ Maxx or whatever there is. Number two, number two, brick and mortar retailers. Brick and mortar retailers are seeing the slowest growth ever, if not a decline. And if they don't have a healthy online presence, their sales have gone down dramatically. And what uh, hastened that was the COVID restrictions. When things started shutting down, people were afraid. They decided that people went outside their comfort zone and decided to do things they never did before. Zoom chats, working from home, online shopping. There was the longest time people were reticent. Some people were reticent against doing it, especially older people, older demographics. They decided to do it. They couldn't get if you can't get toilet paper at your local grocery store. They're going to go online and buy it. And people do it all the time. You get your mask and all things. Things are, you know, the, the nice things are uh, about shopping online is that you have the world at your fingertips. You decide when you're going to get it. Yeah, you, sometimes you lose that immediacy of being able to buy it, but with short, for short delivery, next day delivery, it's kind of convenient. Like someone's at work and they say, well, I don't want to stop there today. I'll just go and get it delivered to my house tomorrow. Right? So these brick and mortar things are disappearing. Now, the great thing about it for benefits-wise for the Keys, those big stores provided some retail jobs in the Keys, but big box Walmart retail is not a way to make big money. And the better ones, the better jobs are these small and uh, mom-and-pop retailers or smaller uh, retailers. Not necessarily Family Dollar and Dollar General and crap like that, uh, but... The um, like gift shops, t-shirt, the t-shirt factory outlet down here that sells everything. Like if you need a pair of sandals down here, a lot of people could either go, you know, buy online or they can go and check it out there. And it pushes their sales up when there's no option. I had to get a belt one day. I didn't want to have to get one, order one online. So I went to. Normally, it's a tourist place, but they also have a lot of clothes. So I went there and bought it. So that, I remember when we first uh, started, when COVID first started, I was looking for masks and all that. And they, they were selling masks at the uh, T-shirt factory, they call it. T-shirt factory outlet or sandal factory, sandal factory outlet. I'll give them a free advertisement since they're a local business. They have like five, six stores in the Keys here. And uh, it's, um, you know, they, they, they're a good employer. They pay their people well and they have benefits and things like that. Unlike some of the bigger places. Not necessarily Costco, but other places. Now, you won't see a places like BJ's and Costco's down here because that is a big trip store, right? People normally don't go to Costco or those places like BJ's unless they're going shopping for like a big cart of junk, right? And that's a great place to go. That wouldn't work up here too because Costco's and BJ's retailers 
usually work in bigger, outside bigger metropolitan areas or places that have decent population access. So you're not going to see that all of a sudden pop up. There's not going to be new... I don't think... I wager, and I would wager that every year from now on, you're going to see less and less big retail showing up. New buildings just plopping someplace else. They do a lot of research, these things. They see what are potential customers, what the highway traffic looks like, what would the dailies be like. If you came down to the Keys two weeks from now, this weekend will be a hard one to really wager against, wager against, to get an idea what volume would be like. If you went to Publix, it's a grocery store down here, this Friday or Saturday morning on Labor Day weekend, you'd see a lot of tourists here, people from Miami, loading up getting stuff for their boats or their picnics and stuff like that, getting lots of shit. Shit, you know what I mean? Beer, ice, cold cuts, all that stuff. And, but on Tuesday or Wednesday, after Labor Day, and a week later, they go into that same supermarket and you'll see, instead of having almost every checkout aisle filled, every register filled, there'll only be like two or three out of, I don't know, I have to say 16 or 18. And there won't be big lines. I can walk down the aisles and there may be not, like every other aisle would be empty. There is a big cyclical, huge cyclical difference between high season and low season. And retail doesn't like that. They like the peak of having Black, you know, Black Friday and the Christmas season and things like that and the big sale things. But they don't like big cyclical shifts in population availability when there's no one down here. And forget about it. If there's a couple named storms in the area, it is a ghost town down here. Even the people that live here are kind of gone. There's some of us that live all year round here, and they don't have another home. This is their home. And then there's a lot of people down here that have two homes. And they say, well, if it's going to be a storm, I'll just go up to my place in Ocean Ocean, I was going to say Ocean Shitty, New Jersey. And it's not shitty in Ocean City. It's nice. Or Ocean City, Maryland. But... You're not gonna you're not gonna see that stuff. And why do people keep on asking these things? It's just like at a restaurant, people say your prices are so high. Your prices well, that's the price it costs to do to have a building in the keys, you have to pay people, you gotta pay your property taxes, you gotta pay everything, you gotta pay your employees, you gotta pay for your insurance, you gotta pay for your supplies. Not and when it goes when the tourist volume drops, then your incoming drops. So you don't just, so for some reason, you people walk in and say, oh, there's nobody here. Maybe your price is too high. Well, maybe it's not no one's here because there's no one down here. If there's only a thousand people 
coming to the upper keys. And let's say there's 50 restaurants up here. That's about 20 potential customers per restaurant if you spread it across all of them. And some of the bigger ones will have 30 and 40, and some of the smaller ones will have five. Right? That's it. You don't drop, you don't cut your prices in order to increase volume because then you're just going to be losing money. And once again, businesses aren't in the business of not making money. You got to make a profit in order to survive. People, for some reason, think you can just willy nilly drop prices. People bitch about the chicken wing prices. Well, you know, you're going to have to, for some reason, chicken wings. Price has gone up, and so has all, as all other meat has gone up. And you want to blame somebody and blame... It's not any one particular person. You know, if if they just cut all regulation, let's say cut all regulation, they say, oh, it's because there's regulations and all this shit and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it probably could drop the price if they didn't have any inspectors, federal inspectors at these factories, these food processing plants, you'd probably get a really good deal. Also, you'd have a huge amount of people that were getting getting sick from food poisoning and things like that. So it's the cost of doing business. That's it. You just can't drop the price. Business people know what they're doing a lot of times. Sometimes they know it so much they rake it in. You heard me talk about these third-party apps and shit like that. People just don't know how to value things in the long run, whether you need it or not. A necessary thing. Like medical care. you got to pay it because you got to pay for medical care. You don't have an alternative, and the prices are high. The prices are very high because I don't know how to explain that, why they're so high. It could be because HMOs are stingy about paying the providers because they need to make a profit to pay for their bloated bureaucracy. HMOs are a bureaucracy. It was funny when people were talking about government, a, 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 a single-payer system, and they were saying, well, I don't want government to get between me and my health care. Well, they let HMOs get between them and their health care. And you know who's the advocate for the patient is the HMO, a for-profit company. They're there to make money. They're not there to make you well. They are not there to make you well. They're there to make you, to make their stockholders money. Now, People say, well, government, blah, 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 blah. Well, if you get a government agency in there, they're not there to make money either. They're to pay providers. Now, they can be as stingy as an, HM, as an HMO, but they're not going to, all they need to do is make money. They think what their budget is, what they get, and what they have to pay for. Right? They don't have to do excess over that. They're not looking for a surplus. I know people say government loses money. Yes, but they don't look for a surplus. People say businesses are the best way to do things. No, it's not necessarily doing the highways. Think of how shitty the highways are in Florida. If you come down to Florida and you look at the roads and the keys, and I hate to say that and stuff like that, our roads are for shit. The potholes and things like that, the last time it was resurfaced was a long time ago. A long time ago. 
And you could just drive down a road and you could see it. You could see overseas highway. When you come into Keys, you go, where am I? I was in Poland this year and the roads were tremendous. There was only a couple roads that I was on in Poland when I was driving that I noticed were below par. Weren't good. But when they weren't good, they looked like a regular road in South Florida. Now, this privatization serves privatization serves companies. It's supposed to serve people. Saying the government, we just want to get over bloated government. We end up paying more in the end. You pay more in loss of infrastructure. You got God. Look at the. There was a uh, was it two years ago. There was a um, a walking bypass over a road in Miami that just collapsed, and there were deaths involved. And that was privately done. Now, they always contract people for things like that. It's usually not the highway department that builds it. But when you have a specialty item being built by a private company, they're going to charge whatever they think they can get away with. Government has budget they have to work within. And they'll say, well, you get 100000 because you have to pay your people, and this is the supply, blah, blah, blah. And they're not figuring in profit. So in the long run, people don't understand. Free enterprise works great for a lot of things, like retail and restaurants. But free enterprise doesn't work really well when you talk about national defense. And when I talk about national defense, I'm not talking about the companies that build weapons. I'm talking about if you had a private company supply to soldiers, or education, public education. People think, well, charter schools, the way to go. Private schools, religious schools, all this shit. No, public education. At one time, American education was seen as the pinnacle in the world. 50, 60 years ago. The public institutions, the public institutions of higher learning. And it was pretty affordable. If you go to a state university... Within about 30 years ago, it was a couple hundred bucks. 40 years ago, let's say, a couple hundred bucks. They were funded by the state, and they had standards. They had standards they had to adhere to. People say, well, Jim, they still have standards now. No, they don't have standards. Hence, the rise of online universities like Phoenix, the University of Phoenix, where they charge pretty much the same as a bloated brick-and-mortar hotel, university. But they don't provide the quality education. Their overhead is much lower. They talk about, remember in one of the shows I did, I talked about they were giving away $1 million in scholarship. They made tens of millions of dollars a day. One, one month they were giving out $1 million in scholarships. It's like someone who's selling a service and say, 15% off my service. 15%. You don't know what their service charge is. They can pump everything up 15%. You could be paying the same amount. People just see 15% off or see a million dollars given away and think it's going to be a huge amount. It's not. Okay, to move on. On to... 
Uh, I don't even know if it's lighter. Abby was talking to a friend today, and they had the whole family. This is why, well, at least the husband and wife had COVID. And the person didn't offer to her that, oh, well, I got my negative test back, now I'm out. Now, they were big believers in not getting the vaccine. And they ended up getting sick, very sick. Not enough to go into the hospital, but and luckily they were fit in their 40s. But they were out of commission for about four weeks. And they're still feeling the effects. And the person's coughing and having a hard time breathing, and they're at the gym. And feeling a little better. Now I'm hoping they had a negative test, but I'm having a feeling that just because they didn't believe in the vaccine and stuff like that, and I don't know if they got all serious after getting COVID, that they're out there saying, "Well, I'm going to go out and do my thing I did before when I got infected. I'm not going to change my habit." Well, you know. It's, it's just that way down here. The schools, I mean, just like the sand is the same. There's no mask mandate. Counties are afraid to do it because they're afraid of losing state funding. So the governor's holding them hostage. And one of the higher courts said that he can't, uh, higher courts in Florida said, DeSantis can't do it. He upheld a decision by a school district that they could issue a mask mandate. I mentioned before someone did that they should just make a mask part of the dress code and say we only have one, um, you know, we have one addition to dress code. A mask must be worn. I mean, you could say all you want. These people, I mean, there's people. We have a friend who has a, a child who clearly is in the at-risk group. And they are not vaccinated, and they're told not to wear a mask by the parents. I mean, woefully, college-educated people, college-educated people, for nowadays, not going along with it. You know, there's a lot of shit out there. I understand that. They're spraying. People didn't want, uh, what was this, over the past couple of years, they were going to do a genetically modified mosquito where they take the main mosquito that spreads uh, one of the illnesses, a malarial mosquitoes, Aedes aegypti is the name of the, the mosquito, the variety of mosquitoes. And they use humans as their host. They're attracted to humans. And they're likely, they can, you know, they can transfer dengue fever, malaria, yellow fever, all those things that you can get. I think even bird flu sometimes. So what they were going to do is make the males impotent. So there wouldn't be so many eggs. And so they spread that around. Well, people did not understand the genetically modified. And there's people that have this knee-jerk reaction to genetically modified. And they hate it. And it's it's kind of a crossover between the anti-vaxxers and the organic crowd that some people might be. But I think generally the anti-vaxxers will be anti-GMO. And there's doctors down here and says, what do you want us to do? Spray more chemicals? Because 
we have these mosquito control boards down here. And they're agencies. And their main only job is to mitigate the growth of uh, areas for mosquito, meaning they want to make sure that there's very little standing water in different places. They're, they're treating swampy areas. They're spraying. And they say, you know, if we can do a little less spraying, it's probably best for not only humans, but the rest of the fauna and flora in the flora and the fauna, like the um, um, like butterflies. So if you could do without that by just modifying the mosquitoes, and people are afraid there's going to be some kind of modification, it's going to cause a disease, blah, blah, blah. Understand your concern, but you know what? You should do a little more studying instead of saying a knee-jerk reaction because the other alternative is to just douse us with chemicals overhead, pellets and things like that. People say, oh, they're harmless, they're harmless, they're harmless. You know what they said about They said DDT is harmless. Thalidomide in the 60s, was it 60s or late 50s or 60s, that allowed pregnant women to sleep that was prescribed to them caused birth defects. And they said it's harmless because they didn't do enough studies for it. And it takes a while to see how things work. And they said genetically modified. That's the same thing as that. No, it isn't. You're not spraying it on the people. You're altering the mosquito. A mosquito can't get any better at transmitting disease than because, especially the Aedes aegypti, because it's taking fluid out of people, its host, and transferring it to other people. That's already genetically modified by nature to be one of the best carriers for human-born illness. Right? So, you're Anything you do to it is most likely decreasing it. Unless you make it five times bigger, five times faster, you know, things like that. Giant mosquitoes. I saw a giant mosquito in Poland, man. Jesus Christ. They were like two inches long, the mosquito. Huge. Huge. I just don't get the whole thing. But it's not for me to really try to figure everything out. It's just not to be surprised when decisions are made outside my purview of expertise. I can, you know, I understand certain things that I've read, but I'm not, I don't consider mine an expert. Myself an expert on many things. I'm an expert on bartending. I'm getting better at notary. I'm better better at uh, spinning. Of general knowledge that I've had over the years, I try to apply it. I try to be aware of my ignorance in matters I'm not well versed in, and accept accepted science with a grain of salt. But you can't throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. I love that thing throwing a baby out with the bathwater. What kind of fucking psycho throws a baby out with the bathwater? He goes, oh, well, I'm fucking done with this water. Oh, the baby too. It shits a lot and cries. Well, this is uh, Jim the Keys bartender. I'd like to appreciate. Thank you for hanging on through the beginning of the show. Eh, big deal. You know, there's going to be a little delay there. If you like us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Keys Bartender on 
Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can uh, email me at jimandkeysbartender.com. I will be back later. Thank you very much and have a great day. Bye.